Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello, podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Not God Pod. Yes. I hope you enjoy the name as much as I do. So I'm Billy. And I am Zoe. And we are, I guess, co-founders of um, the Not God Complex Collective. Yes, we are. And the NGC Hub, which is all like the same thing, but not. Yeah, so today this is kind of an introductory episode. Um, we're just going to chat a bit about what the Not God Complex is and what it has been so far. Yes. So we are what 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 is the NGC then? <laughs> what what who are we? <laughs> so officially the Not God Complex is a theatre company comprised of two main parts. So we have the Not God Complex Collective, which is a collective of performers, artists, however you want to define that from all across Europe, kind of working together in different collaborative forms. Um, yeah, we met, um, we all met at the European Theatre Arts course at Rose Bruford, um, and that's kind of where it started as well. It started as an application to a thing that we just needed something to apply with. <laughs> yeah, and kind of there was a group of us all collaborating on various yeah. projects, and so it made sense to kind of make that cohesive in some way. Um, and then yeah. there was a pandemic. And then there was a pandemic. But and we <laughs> are here. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we essentially like got bored enough at some point and we're just like, that was a cool name. Let's do something. Yeah. And then Zoe, actually, you came up with like a, a good plan for like what you thought we could do with the like two strands of the collective and then the NGC hub, which we haven't mentioned what it is yet, have we? Yeah. So the NGC hub started out as the not God complex directory and then sort of expanded into being something else. So the initial idea was kind of as a way to like platform multidisciplinary artists in a way that like traditional kind of casting sites, profile sites don't necessarily do. And then at various points throughout the pandemic, we sort of thought that it was a useful thing to be like sharing resources and stuff. And so that became a part of it. It's kind of a um, part of company activities that has a focus on usefulness for artists and kind of also fits under our broader focus of inclusive practice. So yeah, and then we've recently kind of restructured that to be the NGC hub so that we can move into doing things like this podcast underneath it. Um, yes, and also you are currently listening <laughs> to an NGC hub thing. So there you go. Yes, this is this is part of it. You already know part of it. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the two parts that come under the the not God complex umbrella. Um, yeah, and the collective. So we've sort of said, oh, we've all met at like Rose Bruford. By all of us, we mean. All of these lovely people who are going to introduce themselves now. Hi, 
My name is Rebecca Dio and I'm a Hungarian-born, London-based performer, creative and theatre maker. I specialise in multidisciplinary art and holistic approaches and I'm really interested in telling stories through music, dance, movement and all kinds of different mediums. I graduated from Rose Bruford College and I'm interested in telling stories of communities and amplifying voices of people with lived and embodied experiences. That's really important to me. I want to create sustainable and accessible art. At the moment, I'm really interested in exploring the intersections of identity, immigration and queerness, um, just coming from my own experience as well. I'm really passionate about making change and I want my art to reflect that. Hello, I'm Oriane. I'm also part of the Nordgott Complex and I come from France and Germany. I currently live in Germany where I write young adult novels for young adults <laughs> and I also do theatre and films. I'm interested in directing, in movement theatre and Yes, I'm super excited to be part of this podcast and of this collective. Hello, my name is Carola Colombo and I've just graduated from Rose Bruford College where I studied European theatre arts. I've learned how to craft from the very base a piece of theatre, a piece of contemporary theatre. So now I want to focus more on the classical side of the performance. So that's why I'm studying Shakespeare and Greek tragedies, and my aim is to develop my skills in acting into these kind of performances. I really hope that you like the Not Gone Complex company, because it's amazing, it's very open, and you have to join it. Thank you. Hi, my name is Amelie. I'm also part of the Not God Complex, and I'm super excited about this upcoming podcast. Uh, a little bit about myself, I'm an actor and theatre maker based in London and my main thing is kind of comedy, physical comedy clowning, that's what I'm mainly interested in and yeah, super excited to see how this is going to turn out. We also are part of the collective in our individual artist selves. Yeah, my kind of areas are physical theatre, looking at documentary techniques in theatre and also a bit of like clown and metafictional stuff. And then I also do like research things. You're doing a research MA, aren't you? Yes, that is happening. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'm doing something with myself. <laughs> no, okay, my sort of areas of interest, I suppose, are like physical theatre work and dance actually as its own form and then actually through this um, pandemic and being forced to do things virtually I think we're going to speak a little bit more about it later but I've really found an interest in um, working with video and like making what really I don't think you can call anything other than a short film but making it have a theatrical element and have like working with movement in video um yeah and then you and I have collaborated and are actually still collaborating 
again, yes. collaborating on witchy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> which is our technical term for the genre. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think I definitely um like that's kind of a big part of what I'm interested in as well, like spirituality yeah. and and um I guess folklore. And, yeah. I um changed my Instagram bio a few weeks ago to be just like making shows about witches. Or making work about witches or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't see that. That is the vibe. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Making work about witches. Nice. Um, Yeah, I feel like making work about witches is the vibe we have going on. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think, I mean, that's so far what we've been up to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do we want to chat a bit about how graduating into the middle of a pandemic has informed kind of where we started as a company yeah I mean it's something that I love and hate talking about because it's been a massive impact on I think all of us I think anyone who's graduated into the middle of a pandemic um is going through it a little bit yeah it's very strange Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, Like, I feel like graduating is strange regardless. But then graduating from a theatre course, when that entire industry no longer exists in the way that we were expecting it to exist. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's been a definite um, test on our abilities to adapt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, I mean... I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah, it's to be honest. It's going not badly so far. <laughs> yeah. Um we're recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also like this whole like the NGC hub side of things. Well, we probably would have come to it eventually because it was like on the cards even when we were in that like period of naivety when we didn't realize the pandemic was going to be quite so long yep nearly a year into it now (laughs) I think that the kind of limitations on what we could do in terms of making work kind of gave us the time and space to focus on what that could be like because we basically got to what like May and we were like well we might as well have a good website and a good like social media presence and actually Placing the focus on those things has taken us in a direction we maybe wouldn't have found had yeah, we been able I to be like, so. here's all these shows. Yeah, I think we definitely would have been more, I guess, performance or just focusing more on the collective side of it all, probably, yeah. had there not been a pandemic. Which like has its ups and downs, I think, because, I mean, we are performers at the end of the day, and I miss performing more One than One day. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll you know however yeah as you said we wouldn't probably wouldn't have gotten to this point or at least not this early on in the life of the not god complex um what are we calling it the not god complex universe yeah so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um anyway <laughs> um but yeah and i am really glad that we've like come to this i think yeah, like, it's different 
to what would have happened in a way, and it's definitely not at all bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was unexpected, but it also, like, all happened so naturally, and I think that's, like, it's interesting to see how this happened naturally Yeah, in a time when things don't feel natural, but, like, wait, I'm trying to say something and it's not quite... <laughs> I'm glad that we're here, basically. Yeah, and I think what's kind of started as lots of separate bits all entirely make sense as like what the Not God Complex as a company or organisation is. Yeah, I think, I mean, I also think sort of having social media as pretty much our main outlet of anything yeah has forced us to like really brand ourselves which is a little bit strange but also quite useful in this capitalistic society we live in <laughs> yeah and i think it's definitely been a um crash course in skills like um yeah being able to make a film that works as a film and like having a website that can host something like the directory and all of the NGC hub stuff and working entirely over like weekly zoom calls yeah we had like it definitely forced us to learn all of that very fast and I think even in non-pandemic times which will hopefully exist soon um that's they will we have to believe going to be very useful to our practice as an internationally based collective and kind of perhaps make us see possibilities where before we'd have dismissed stuff as being not logistically possible yeah I mean so our collective we all studied in London however how many of us are still in London three but yeah basically um I don't think we would be able to or, yeah exactly I like I think the actual making of our collective would feel would have felt maybe impossible yeah. Had we not had to learn that things are possible over Zoom. Yeah. Um, and like the idea of being like, yeah, we have an idea and we can work on it from across like three countries. That does not yeah, seem exa exactly. at all daunting now. <laughs> like, yeah. That's like, yeah, of course we can. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think like options will be open to us going forward that perhaps wouldn't have been had we not had this well, I guess we have to learn these things. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, definitely. Because also, you know, we've now kind of... Okay, the original website we built and then and then thankfully Orianne's dad came and helped us with, like, actual coding. Yeah. So now that... We're not um, coders. <laughs> we're not coders, but... <laughs> we, <laughs> but we did build a website. Um, and, like, we've... I think we've learnt a lot about social media promotion or just like social media in general but also editing yeah like we've both done so much more editing than I was expecting to do in my life yeah I'm like I reckon I could put Final Cut Pro skills on my CV by now <laughs> yeah I think so I think so and I mean we're also podcasting I don't know if we'd make a podcast were we both in the same country and without a pandemic yeah, no, probably I don't know not. if that would happen. Yeah. But here we are. <laughs> but here we are. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so on the video editing front, do we want to chat a bit about um, kind of how, what are very much emerging in the room practice is, was, and how that has kind of translated into the digital projects we've been doing? Yeah, well, I suppose... I suppose a very basic um, practice that we were using in the like, was it a month before the pandemic decided we weren't doing the show anymore? Uh, was a lot of stuff informed by Obrana, which is a theatre company in uh, the south of France. <laughs> Wait, no, my words aren't working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying it's to a say? lot of I guess like um semiotics and like meaning making in physical theater like we're interested in kind of associations yeah personal associations with words observations it's quite linked to the viewpoints practice yes. if anyone yes. knows that and exploring stuff through rhythm um connecting with like the architecture of the space yeah and I also think a lot of it is about the hierarchy of the elements of performance or rather the lack thereof yeah um which is maybe the most interesting thing at least for me to then translate into video because I think well I think it's just very different how elements of performance or elements I suppose of video interact and are presented to the audience I was just going to say, if we were going to be like, we use this practice, we're kind of in the viewpoints realm, in that, um, in the yeah. Mary Overly viewpoints realm, in that like non-hierarchy of elements, um, exploring, yeah, very explorative. Yes, very much. I mean, I think that's also sort of comes with how we were trained, but that um, like approaching work from maybe a stimulus rather than from an idea um I think that's maybe the reason why we say we do witchy stuff <laughs> yeah because we're just like we're gonna do something about witches uh <laughs> go what's the first thing you can think of let's move about it um and then a movement piece gets born yeah basically <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, trusting the process. How many of you have heard people like a teacher tell you to trust the process? I can't count how many times. The thing is, though, we are just like, here's the steps, we'll have a thing. And it's interesting because I feel like maybe even working virtually has made that, has like forced that more. You know, you have to take the steps. You have to have an idea and then take some clips and then send them to whoever's editing that yeah. part and then just sort of put them in some random order and move them about until it makes sense. Yeah, and like I you think can't... <laughs> it sort of forces you to document things a bit earlier. I mean, obviously it's always changeable, but you have to like record things almost rather than, yeah, like make a record of things as you go. Yeah, because so even like our... A film that is currently out, because yeah, because Sabera is uh, like from the start, I suppose virtual process. But yeah, right, right to celebrate celebrate a sun god is begun as a as a show. 
And I think it would have been a very different thing. Yeah. Just in the sort of elements of it. And just, you know, from the very obvious thing of if it's live, it's never going to be the same thing. Whereas this way, it's just exactly what we did at those times that we filmed that. And that that's that. That's what it is. I mean, that's a very obvious thing to say, but I'm kind of fascinated by it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was interesting because we had kind of a outline of rights. And while we hadn't necessarily solidified, like, the exact this is what's happening on stage at this time, we had the bones of a piece. And then in Mm. translating that, it was very much a case of being like, what's going to work in this format and what is not? Basically, what we had initially was part storytelling, looking very much at um, Celtic mythology and folklore surrounding Brigitte, the Celtic sun goddess, and yeah, lots of these bits of very live feeling storytelling interspersed with poetic text um with like accompanying movement scores based on kind of keywords so we'd use a keyword for a movement stimulus and for a poetry stimulus and then put the two things together and in the translation the like storytelling elements just didn't feel like it felt like they need a liveness yeah Yeah, I think the thing is that poetry or like poetic text is constructed in a way that films are also constructed. Like you have to think about what Mm. goes where and you have to make a concrete decision. Whereas there are some elements of performance and I think that kind of like folklore storytelling requires a liveness, Mm. requires a response, like, the audience to be responding to you and you to be responding to the audience I wanted to say about how um with right our two like main elements were well poetry poetic text and movement and how when we started it was kind of a joint thing for both of those and I we sort of knew whose strengths were where but it was a lot more of a you know we'll sit down and both uh like make a text for something and we'll both make a movement piece for all of the things and whereas we've definitely been forced I think to just go like okay you're very good at writing and I'm very good at well I am very good at yes you are allowed to say it (laughs) I am allowed to say it (laughs) uh yeah and and so and so we've just had to like split those roles or or not really we've had to but it's just like ended up being a lot more apparent and a lot more like, okay, you're going to write a thing for this and, okay, I'm going to yeah, do a it's, bit for this. It's less like we're going to, like, make a movement score and we can be, like, outside eyes and we kind of know who should be outside eyes yeah. on what. It's more like, it's either like, okay, I'll write the text for this, you do the movement, or it's like, I'm going to do this two minutes then you're yeah. gonna do this two minutes yeah, and then yeah, we'll have yeah. a chat about how we need to link them <laughs> definitely a different way of collaborating you have to be a lot more yes. intentional and yeah a lot more kind of um strategic about how you split stuff up and what makes yeah, most sense for also, who to be doing i think in a way it does also very much streamline the process yeah like and to some degree I do miss the kind of sitting around in a studio wondering what the hell we're doing but 
yeah, again, I don't think we would be where we are if there was so much sitting around in a studio not doing what we were doing that as we yeah. would be used to. I think we've <laughs> we've definitely learned a lot about like efficiency and I don't know, maybe this is boring, but like organizational skills on the like general running of the thing. Um, yeah, we can do a whole thing about that. Yeah. <laughs> Notion. Have yes. you heard about Notion? <laughs> Let me tell you, you about Notion. Um, <laughs> please. Do you have a minute to hear about Notion? <laughs> um, yeah, and I think hopefully when we're like in rooms more often and stuff, bits of that are transferable. Yeah, I think so. I think they will be. I think we've very much learnt. I actually think that maybe having to do this digitally and like starting, you know, doing our first real collaborations digitally yeah, has kind of forced us to figure out our dynamic and figure out how to just like get stuff done without, in the kind of confusion of the rehearsal room, you can very easily just like miscommunicate what you're meant to be doing or like, you know, maybe you all do some work and then there's like cuts that need to be done and that's always kind of, or like it can be kind of um, hurtful, I, th- I think, if if you're like really excited about something that you did and then it doesn't really work or like someone else's works better or these like little dynamic things that um, that I think are so present in the rehearsal room. I kind of feel like this has forced us to sort of go, to just like accept what the work is and deal with it and do that. Yeah. instead of faff about basically and it's like okay this person is doing this this person is doing this yeah like division of responsibility and kind of trusting in each mm, other mm-mm. that the thing will get done collaboration doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has to be doing everything all the time <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's something that definitely ETA our course sort of at least made me feel like I think for a very long time I was very convinced that we had to all be doing the same thing and like all check I think there's also like that yeah the checking each other's work always seeing each other's work yeah which just takes so much time and like I trust you whereas now it's like fine you'll send me some like video stuff if I'm editing it to a text and I'm like cool maybe I'll put them together and be like can I get this one specific thing because the timing doesn't match up or something? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I trust. And partly it's like we've been working together for a while and we can communicate the instructions well enough that we'll probably understand each other. And I think also it kind of like, I wouldn't see it as a particularly challenging idea if, for example, we were working in the room, but we had like some of the group there for the first three days and then a different combination of people. Yeah. Like that would be fine that somehow feels fine now yeah (laughs) like like we've learned the kind of like planning systems and recording systems to make that yeah easily doable so yeah those are our good things that have come out from yeah those are our thoughts on working so far yeah (laughs) kind of like uh, here's what we learned in the last year here's where we're at i just opened your um conclude on the plan (laughs) it just says hope you enjoy yeah you spelled just like the letter you yeah love it so um yeah hope you enjoy (laughs) um there will be more podcasts there will we are trying to do like a 
rotational host situation because obviously there are more than just me and Zoe in this yeah. collective. So at some point you'll hear from some other people with some other perspectives yeah. and it'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> They're all pretty cool people. They've all got like pretty cool ideas. There'll be chats about like um internationalism, international working languages, um different practice in general. Various, like, industry-related topics. Yeah, because actually we haven't really spoken about language, and that is kind of a big part of what we do as well, I think. Yeah, so that's that's to come. Stay tuned. Please come back if you want to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, please please be nice to us (laughs) and come join us. And I suppose also just putting it out there, like, if you have anything you would like us to chat about, We'll be happy to put it on our very organised list on Notion and it will come to you at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to keep up to date on things that are, well, on this podcast or things that are not this podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Not God Complex, on Twitter at Not God Complex, and we're also on Facebook at the Not God Complex. Yes, on Facebook there's like, it's like written properly with a hyphen in between not good. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, the rest is all just lowercase, ca- um, lowercase capitals? Lowercase unhyphenated. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay, we've been talking for too long. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, um, we hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Not God Pod. Yes, I hope you um, like our chaotic energy because I don't think that's going to change. Yeah about us (laughs) Um. Uh, wish me luck editing this and we hope you have a good month (laughs) yes see you speak to you soon yeah what do you say yeah we're not going to see you speak to you soon I suppose goodbye thank you for listening (laughs) goodbye bye